Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from, yeah. where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 85, uh, per usual. Me and Cal are with you. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Guys, today we have a third person on the podcast. He's a proven winner. I could tell you that just by the resume. You know, he's an owner of, is it Anthem Cells? Anthem Pest Control. A- Anthem Anthem Pest Control. Uh, successful college football player turned pro for a little bit, correct? Correct. And training to be an Ironman. Add that to your resume. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it, the list keeps kind of growing, doesn't As it? As it should, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Should. Well, when you start focusing on self-improvement, all you're doing is look at what's the next thing that I can do. Yep. You know, like you're not sitting there celebrating some of the old wins that you've had, which I'm sure maybe you know people that you used to play ball with that, you know, went to the league and they were in the league for a few years and then they kind of fade off and they don't ever do anything yep. else with their life because they're not looking for, you know, that that next win. Maybe they're still celebrating some of yep. the old wins that they've had and then they kind of just fade off and, and, and don't really have 100%. a successful life, right? And I think, one, it's a shame because – Everybody, I was telling my family this last night, everyone is so talented in their own way. Like mm-hmm. everyone has Everybody. some serious, serious I agree. gifts or multiple. Yeah. Like football and yeah. competing and sport was a gift. Luckily, I w- I've been blessed with height and size and uh, massive hands. Help Un- footballs, right? Unlike me and Kel. <laughs> yeah. no, no height, no massive hands. Yeah. You, know? you guys can do things I couldn't do. Yeah. Right. And so to your point, Sometimes when all people want to do with me is talk football, I get almost a little bit embarrassed. It's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, like that was me I'm five mo- years yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I played, I played college and yeah. in, in, in the NFL, and that was me five years ago. I, I'm, I'm happy to celebrate it and talk football. Yeah, I love talking about that, but I want to be known as an entrepreneur now. Yeah, so absolutely. I can't go back and play football. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. why we wanted to have you on, right? So we wanted to bring somebody on that examples what winning looks like. Yeah. You know, not, not only just in your past, but what you're doing now, how you constantly push yourself. And by the way, everybody, it's Mitch Matthews. Oh, I don't, didn't I, yeah, I, did, I don't think I actually said his name. How are we doing? I'm trying to keep you a secret, bro. <laughs> I did it's, see. The, it's the mystery guest. Yeah. You know, it's up to you guys to figure it out for yourself. Right. Do a little bit of Google searching with <laughs> some of the stuff that we already dropped. You I, know? I did see your last post um, where you were talking about in your, in your caption that if you've got a body, you're an athlete. You know, and everybody, everybody can be an athlete. And I thought that was cool. No, without a doubt. You know, one of the, the coolest things that I think is on your resume is self-improvement junkie. You know what I mean? There's all these other cool things and people want to talk to you about football or this, that, the other. But in reality, you know, you're, you're always seeking that next challenge, right? And, and, and I would attribute our success to that exact same thing. The moment that we started investing into self-improvement, surrounding ourselves with proven winners is when we started leveling up and then you actually start hunting challenges, right? The average person complains about the challenges that they face on a day-to-day basis, but those are challenges that that knock on their door, right? And and come to them and they're not mentally prepared to take on a challenge because they've never challenged themselves, mm-hmm. right? And, and the individuals that actually knock on challenges door 
and say, hey, I want to take that on. I want to try that. I want to do that and not really see limitations. When shit happens to you or something happens that you don't have control over, it's so much easier to win in that scenario because you're just like, well, it's just another challenge. I've overcome this, 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 and this. And so you look at things from a different perspective when you have that self-improvement junkie type mindset where you're just itching for more information. How can I get faster, quicker, better, stronger? What can I do that the average person isn't doing just to create that separation, right? You know what it comes down to though is you have to be in a mindset of constantly digesting your old self. Mm. Like I just had a baby, mm. she's seven weeks old tomorrow. Oh, oh awesome. And that yeah. little baby is full of cells and atoms oh, yeah. and, and it's just this little, this little human. Yeah. And what, what we think is that that baby is just gonna stretch and be the same exact person to get older. But that baby will actually not even be existing mm-hmm. 10 years from now. Yep. All its cells, its skin will fluff off, its hair. Yep. It'll all recycle itself. So mm-hmm. in 10 years, I won't even know that same. It'll be two different people yeah. that I've raised. The whole cell that will baby, be different. The exactly, body. The exactly. whole entire body. Yeah. Every single cell will have died off. Its mm. bones. It'll, it'll have regenerated itself. So why can't we take that mindset with our life resume? Mm. Just digest yourself. So mm-hmm. I was... I was Good at football back in the day. Yeah. But the ball stops rolling for everybody. I would bet if we went and played a pickup game, you'd still be all right. Well, I, I, I'd baptize <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the, the turkey ball. Uh, so I'm <laughs> sure you, ball. you know, yeah. MVP turkey yeah. ball winner every year. We, hey, yeah, remember we yeah. played flag football with Van Gilder, and he had a buddy that played pro as well? I think he, he was, was just, I think, no, he looked like he was just young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think he played with you. He was on BYU. Yeah, yeah. Cody Hoffman? Hoffman. Yeah, I think he plays in Canada. He used to. Or he did. He okay, yeah, he so did. this was like four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We go out and play a freaking turkey bowl. I thought it was just a couple of the old worn-out office bros, you know, yeah, yeah. where I was like, I'm an athlete, you know. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. we're not, we're going to pull something or whatever. <laughs> he brings a couple of people with well, some hey, talent. Cody wasn't just average, though. Cody yeah. was an All-American. Yeah, know? So exactly. he, was, he was a stud. He, he's a playmaker, too. Yeah, we oh, were yeah. just kind of watching it. You know, yeah. I wasn't guarding that ass. That, was, that wasn't happening. <laughs> well, he, he played lost. quarterback a lot, but even when he just was a light strider, even in softball, yeah, we played with him too he would just stride around yeah. the bases it was like superhuman yeah. effortless <laughs> effortless speed yeah. it's yeah. like you know those guys swinging their arms looks like they give everything they got but they're moving like a snail and then there's the dude that just makes it look easy you yeah. know yep. so yep but um let me ask you this man i mean like when did the self-improvement stuff kind of start coming into the equation i know that you as an athlete you're always trying to improve in that specific like field, whatever it's basketball, football, baseball, athletes are gonna focus on their craft, right? That's just kind of part of their life, right? With practice and your lifts and studying, like when did the actual like self-improvement of, it was that more of a transition into entrepreneurship where you're like, man, I wanna actually, because before you maybe didn't have to spend money on coaches because the coaches were there. Sure. I'm guessing that you've invested money into self-improvement, flown places, met specific people that have helped you level up, right? When did you start taking that serious enough to where you started taking your own coin and investing into it? Gosh, that is such a loaded question. So I had five answers coming to me when you asked that question. So hopefully (laughs) hopefully I encompass it all. I'm glad you said that 
self-improvement was brought to me when I was playing football because yeah. it really was. We yeah. had some big-time speakers come in and speak to our team all the time. The Iron Cowboy okay. was actually one of them. He came okay. and spoke. That was our first time him and I kind of became distant buddies. He came and spoke to us my senior year about, like, mental strength. Yeah. And so I always had these speakers to come to, but it came free. Yeah. I always had a nutritionist, but it came free. It was actually forced upon me to do that. Yeah. I always had coaches uh, – pushing me, breathing down my neck, challenging me. So I always had that there for me, but that comes to a complete halt when football's done. Complete halt. Like when going from the NFL, it's even more intensive. Mm. But not not only does it come to a halt, I have to find a way to still continue to stay in shape. Now I'm on this whole new journey. Now I'm figuring out what gurus do I need now? Mm -hmm. So when I stopped playing football, luckily for me, I love entrepreneurship just as much as I love football. Mm. And that's where I think a lot of athletes they lose is because football was all they had, all they knew. Once it's done, they have no clue. Luckily for me, entrepreneurship has been a passion of mine and a love of mine forever. And I knew I was going to enjoy it just as much as football. Yeah. And luckily I do. So I'm very, very fortunate that way. But you're right. I had to start being creative with, okay, now how do I invest that coin? How do yeah. I invest my money to become the entrepreneur that I want to come where football, it just came to me. Yeah, they're, the they're investing into me. you, and part of investing into you is getting you the information that yep. you need to, to grow, yep. right? And then and then when that's gone, it's up to you to figure it all out yep. and start challenging yourself because before you got somebody pushing you and challenging you, right? So one of my – I have nine methods of high performance, and one of them, number five, is find yourself a pro bowler. And I've realized that I'm the world's biggest copycat. When I was in college, Mm. I would hang around the All-Americans as much as possible. Dennis Pitta was there. Max Hall was there. Uh, I would would stick around those guys as much as possible because if I I can just be in proximity (laughs) with the best people on the team, the way they talk, the way they speak, the way they play football, it's just going to be different. Even their habits. The habits. Absorbing some of their habits. They're going to be different than the masses. Cody Hoffman was another All-American. I I played with him. So I, I... I just put myself in proximity to him, the way he thought, the way he played, the way he he handled his business on the field. I was like, if I can just be next to him, Mm. I'll be pretty dang good. When I was uh, with the Miami Dolphins, Jarvis Landry was a pro bowler at the time. And I purposely picked the seat right next to him. So we were meeting Mm. together for like six months. I was here, Jarvis Landry here is here right next to me because the principle of finding yourself a pro bowler, yeah. that was real to me in college. Right. It was real to me in the NFL. So I played some of my best football when I picked a locker right next to Joe Thomas when I was on the Cleveland Browns. His mm. locker was directly to the left of mine. If I had three lockers to pick from, where the pro bowlers at, where the best guys yeah. at, so I can be a natural conversation with him. Mm. So if I can sit by Jarvis Landry, I'm going to sit by him and pick his brain to the point where he starts inviting me to lunch inviting me to look over the playbook with him so I can just pick his brain yeah. and learn at an accelerated rate because mm. we're all going to die super fast, yeah. super right. soon. Yeah. It's coming right. quick. So if I can have an accelerated life and almost live three lives in one mm-hmm. with my experiences, with mentors, with these pro bowlers, I, I'm going to accomplish more than I thought I originally set out to do. Yeah. So that's the principle that I've always lived by is finding yourself a pro bowler. And so that was football and yeah. entrepreneurship. I found my pro bowlers. So Jeremy Andrus, he's the CEO of Traeger Grills. He's the guy that I stay in close contact with because if you look at his resume, it's a pro bowl entrepreneur resume. He's a winner. I'm going to be in close proximity with him. Absolutely. And I went and shadowed him for when I was 27 years old. Who's still shadowing people at that age? I shadowed him for 12 (laughs) hours in his office. People that want to win. Right, there you go. I shadowed him for 12 hours in his office and he kind of made fun of me for it. But I'm like, look, if I can just be in proximity, if proximity is power, I'm going to come sit in your office and digest everything you're saying. And within that 12 hours, 
I, I still talk about that 12 hours that I was with him to this day, and it yeah. still impacted me. Mm. Could you imagine a year with him? Could you mm. imagine a couple years with him? So I reached out to a guy named Lewis House, who I'm sure you guys know. Yeah, big yeah, podcast, exactly. awesome guy. I reached out to Lewis House, and uh, long story short, uh, he responded because him and I had a very crazy similar story with past life experiences, you know, pro sports. Mm-hmm. I went and met up with him in California, and uh, we just tossed the football around, did a workout together, and he was telling telling me about some of his favorite podcasts. And my wife was there with me. She's like, what was your number one and number two favorite podcast? He said, number one was Kobe Bryant, which was obviously cool. And he was alive at the time. Mm. Uh, number two, though, he said was Wim Hof. And so Wim Hof uh, is the ice man. Yeah. Right? And so if you see me, I do a lot of ice therapy and in, in, uh, a lot of work in the ice tub. But he said he was going to go on this excursion with Wim Hof come January. And this is a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, me and some buddies are going to go to, to Poland with Wim Hof, stay at his house for a week. And he started listing out some of his buddies yeah. that were going. And I, I, without him even asking, I said, I'm in. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously coming, man. Him and I headed off well, but yeah. I'm like, I'm coming. He's like, you're in. I'm like, yeah. I'm in. I'm coming. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm coming to Poland with you. Sure enough, six months later, he texted me out of the blue and said, you coming to Poland still? I said, I'm in. So him and I went to Poland together with some amazing entrepreneurs, Jesse Itzler, Aubrey Marcus, Mike Posner was there, Steve Weatherford. I mean, I, I'm not naming all of them, mm-hmm. but they're all amazing, amazing yeah. people. Right. And it changed my life. And so to be in proximity with those people, it accelerated my life. And so my, my outlook on life is just different. If I can hang around the Iron Cowboy, I took him out to lunch, hearing him talk about doing his next big thing, yeah. bigger than the 50, 50, 50 that he's doing, inspired me to do something great like an Ironman. Mm-hmm. So proximity is power. Yeah. Just sit by those people, feel their vibrations, Absolutely. feel mm. their vibrations. It'll, it'll come off to you and it'll inspire you to be like, I, I can do exactly what you're doing. We've actually, I you know, like I, I love that you yeah. push yourself yeah. and you're willing to put yourself out yeah. there as well. Cause that's, that's what Shrev and I've done the last few years, man. Like we joined the RT syndicate so we could be in proximity with Ed and love Andy. Yeah. We met a lot of the guys like love Jesse it. Itzler and we haven't met Lewis Howes yet or anything, but Ryan Stuman, we met him. Now he brings Steve Weatherford into his, yeah. into his culture. So we've been able to meet mm-hmm. some of these guys. It's cool. It's impressive. And it does, it changes your perception, you know, and, and, but a lot of people, they don't, they fear putting themselves out there like that. So, you know, you putting yourself out there just to reach out to, to Lewis Howes is, is incredible because a yeah. lot of people won't do that because they're like, oh, he's yeah. not going to respond to me, you know? Mm. So I don't, that, what does that, that look like for you, man, to like put yourself out there? Is it just super easy for you or yeah. is, is it kind of weird for you? Luckily, I have a predisposition to not care what people think of me. Yeah, I good. mean, look, look what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like I'm wearing a tank. <laughs> I'm wearing I, a think, hat, I think it's badass. And I'm wearing, I'm so, wearing a bib you know. and I'm wearing some spandex. <laughs> so, I think it's badass, but if it had the spinner thing on the top, even better, right, huh? then, then even it would better, be, huh? it would just set yeah, it on fire. It's right? over. Let's go. So I've been predisposed to never really care what people think about me. And, uh, Going through football, going from college, um, facing rejection amongst coaches, not yeah. starting, yeah. That, that prepared me to face rejection. Going to the NFL afterwards, going undrafted, that's, mm. a, huge, that's a huge knock on your, your ego, ego yeah. big time. Because you're like, wait a minute, no one wants me? Wait, yeah. wait a minute, what's going yeah. on here? I, I used to be the guy. Yeah. Now no one wants me? Yeah. And you get that in your head. And I got cut four different times. Within the span of a month, my mom passed away. Um, I was cut for the third time. Uh, it was by the Minnesota Vikings. I started the business that I own now, Anthem Pest Control, and uh, I got married. And that all happened within the span of a couple weeks. Right, that's three, a lot of ups weeks. and downs. Right a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And so I, I feel like I've been through some stuff. Yeah, enough to where I've almost taken the mindset of. Just, just get out there and get rejected. Who cares? Yeah. Right. You're very comfortable staying uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. That's just what, that that's what it comes down I, to. I have to find that myself sometimes, you know, because I'm like, 
you know, you have to remind yourself sometimes, like, what the hell do I care, man? Just yeah. get up and speak, or you know, whatever it is you're that you're doing. Ways, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and luckily, the business that I'm in, we're in door-to-door sales. That's yeah. what I teach to 150 plus sales reps right now. Mm-hmm. So I've got to be a guy who who loves rejection, where, where you celebrate rejection, yeah, just as much as you celebrate the yeses and the yeah, wins. It's, I love it's, that. It's, it's getting the, to the nose to get to the yeah, yes. Exactly. Exactly. That that you know. Somebody messaged us not that long ago, and he's new to sales. He's like, well, how do you deal with, like, all the no's? And I'm like, you're, you're just blessing, looking man. at it wrong. Like, you're that blessing. means you're just one no away from getting the yes, right? Or, you know, you got the no out of the way, so you're one deal closer to closing one. It's just a numbers game. That's just a fact. If you knew that 100 doors, you're going to get two sales, three sales, five sales, start running the math. How many doors can I knock in X, uh, X amount of time and just run the equation? Yep. The equation is going to work out every single time. Love Why it. are you hanging your hat on a no? The no don't pay your bills. Just move on with the same enthusiasm, the same energy. If you have a goal of making six figures or 200 or 300 or whatever your goal is, why would you let one no deter you from that? Because that if it was a yes, that one yes isn't going to get you to 200 grand, right? You're going to have to get your other yeses yep. on other doors. But I told it's an uphill battle, dude. There's a reason why people make 100, 200, 300 grand in sales because people can't get punched in the mouth over and over and over and well, continue to, to move forward with a positive mindset. And you as know, they you, struggle as you, with that. As you develop and you do get good at not caring about the rejection, you get more yeses. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing how that happens. And I I actually saw that in your profile. I was like, dude, this guy got out and crushed a thousand sales on the doors. I saw that you did that, right? And you did that personally, right? That wasn't your team. That was you. You crushed a thousand sales. And so that's just like, if if you're in the door-to-door, well, that's an incredible summer, you know? And and what else I think is very cool about that is, did you lead by example? You know, mm-hmm. so you, yeah, you get out there and, and you crush the doors with your guys. And a lot of people don't do that. They Still start do. a door to our company. They tell all their guys what to do and you get out there and crush doors with them. And I think that's well, amazing. I, I think what's powerful about that is, is you're actually taking all excuses away from them. Yeah. Because you're like, look, you know, remember back in the day when, when I would go into that other sales room and somebody was like, oh, the leads or nobody's picking up. And I said, scoot over. Mm hmm. I said, show me, show me people that have told you no, because I'm not going to call your fresh leads because that's way too easy, you know, and I'll scoot them over and I'll just start making a few dials within two or three dials. Somebody picks up, I'll make a sell and just drop the headset and just prove the point just to rip the excuses out of their hands, right out of their minds. Because when something's not going your way, you just want to default and reflect like, oh, it's because of this or it's because of that. You know, it, nobody ever looks that, oh, it's my mindset is just shitty. Oh, the, but when you start getting into the self-improvement space, that's all you do is look inside. Yep. You stop looking external. The average person looks external and, and places blame on why they are where they are. And the winners look internal and say, okay, well, that's shitty. What can I do to prevent that next time? Or how can I get better ownership. from it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, it, without ownership, you don't learn the lesson, yeah. right? You can't learn anything by, by, by me blaming you for something. Because then I'm just saying, well, it's his fault. There's nothing I can do about it. And if, there's not, if, you, if, you, if you have that type of a mindset, then you'll live the exact same life on repeat for the next 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. You know, um, it takes practice though, because just by taking the mindset of, oh, don't care about rejection. Yeah. You can preach that all day and yeah. someone could digest that and say, all right, I'm going to try hard today. I'm going to try hard to not care. I'm going to try hard to not care. Yeah. At the end of the day, they'll still care. Yeah. So it takes actual training though. Like 
going through, you know, being 25 years old and having my mom pass away in my arms as I'm playing NFL mm. football, as I'm trying to get married and, and start a family, as I'm just barely starting my first business, if you go through actual hard times, that's painful. Yeah. And so the pain of other things, rejection, yeah. it becomes less painful because yeah. you put in perspective what real pain is. Mm. Those things, however, knocked on my door. I didn't choose to get cut. Yeah. I didn't choose my mom to pass away. Yeah. So those things knocked on my door. Mm. So my my whole life is, and I'm, I'm wearing it all over for, um, for, for good reason, to redefine hard is I'm going to start knocking on hard's door. I'm going to start yeah. knocking on pain's door because mm-hmm. my threshold can be so much higher mm. than that next person. That rejection of getting rejected a hundred times a day in sales, it just doesn't sting me as bad. Yeah. And so if I'm getting less pain from that, I'm gonna have higher. You know what real difficult is. Yep. You know, in, in their eyes, like a, a lot of sales reps that are young and new to the game, they haven't really had difficult life experiences yet. So to them, getting no's and rejection, that's difficult to them because they're just new in the game. By the time they're 30 or 35 or 40, a no means absolutely nothing to them. They look back and wish they would have yeah, had a mindset. Exactly. Had now back exactly. Then. You know, all, all we can do is say some of the right things, but in a lot of cases, people got to learn from just life it, experiences. You put it in serious practice. Yeah, though. exactly. Serious practice. Like going to the gym once a day and doing a, a half effort workout, like that's a great thing for your physical body. Mm-hmm. But if that's all you want though, is just to improve a tad then keep doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. If you want to improve a ton, you've got to absolutely test your limits all mm-hmm. the time. Because if I'm, if I'm used to testing my limits in football, as I did, I have 10 screws on my body, I made it yeah. at the highest level of football. Like I tested my limits and I tested my body. So the second football stopped, my mindset was, What's the next test? Yeah. What's next? Mm. Entrepreneurship. I love this. Let me try this And that's this a out. test. Leadership. And and that's, that's, entrepreneurship yeah. is a big, a test. big test. And so my, I was like, well, what, yeah. what's my next test? And it was entrepreneurship. It was leadership. It was sales. And luckily, I put tests in front of me. The test was a thousand accounts. It was a purposeful test that I put in front of me. A purposeful robot. That was like a goal that you had? A goal, yeah. yeah. To break... And at the time, every pest control sales record in the, the industry ever had was to break those records. And that was a test. So once you put a test out in front of you, let's say five, six months, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you gulp and say, wait a minute, these next six months until that goal are going to be complete hell though, mm-hmm. like this yep. Ironman is. Yep. Like yep. Training, training for, I'll tell you my training for to sell a thousand accounts and break that industry record. So I had to reverse engineer that. That was a goal that I put out six months in advance and I had to reverse engineer how to accomplish it. So I read 40 books in 40 straight weeks. I never read any book besides Captain Underpants before that. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm yeah. not joking. Yeah. I'm yeah. not joking. No, no for real. We, we, we've we've, talk, we've talked about this Captain on the podcast. <laughs> we've talked about this. I read one book in like ninth grade and then hadn't touched a book right? except for the last maybe few years. Yes. Right? Uh, because again, we joined the RTA syndicate and the, you know, Andy for sales, like, you know, my library, I read, I read, and I'm like, Come on, like, for real? Is that well, really gonna I, help me I, out? Yeah, yeah, reading's boring. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's what, yeah. I'm not good at reading. I can't retain information. There goes all the old identity creeping back up yeah, yeah. when I want to improve. And so yeah. it finally got to a point where it was just like, you know what, fuck that. I've got to figure out at this point, at this level, we've got to find the inches. Right, like we've done very well, just staying dumb in terms of like not self improvement, no books, no nothing, just kind of figuring things out through experience. And then when we start investing into self improvement, you're just trying to find those little teeny slivers. Where can I get that edge? And yep. if it takes reading a book, even though that wasn't my thing, 
then I'm going to pick up a book and, and, and try to Flat figure out. this reading shit out, you know? Yeah. Let's I, see what's up. See what's up. Yeah. You got to start. I, yeah. I am interested in the rest of your structure, what you reverse engineered to get yeah. that thousand mm-hmm. cells. Because it sounds like you structured it out. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And just, just like Well, you can't do it without freaking structure. Yeah. Like, you're not going to break records unless it, you plan to break the record. you got to reverse engineer. You put yeah. the goal way out in front, yep. and then you got to reverse engineer. So my reverse engineering, I put the thousand accounts way out in front of me, and it was it was daunting already. I already had haters come in and say these guys never oh, sold before, yeah. mm-hmm. which is fuel to me. Yeah, right. I've always had that chip on my shoulder. Right. And I said, okay, what's it going to take to do this? Okay, first of all, I know nothing about sales. I'm a higher energy guy, but I know nothing about actual sales and communication skills. All those little one percent secrets. So I said, I'm going to read 40 business sales leadership books in 40 straight weeks to just cram as much information in my brain. And proximity is power. Yeah. Get proximity to a book. It's a super successful person talking to you. Yeah. Put yourself close to a book, meaning open it up. Yeah. I, a no joke would walk on a treadmill with my sales script up on like that little like shelf you have. On a like treadmill. you're about to do a yeah. speech. So or something. I, was, I, would, yeah. I would walk the speed I want to walk from door to door. This is no joke, guys. Yeah. From door to door to door, reading my sales script so I could get, I could get the cardiovascular endurance of how to speak and be kind of winded at the same time. Mm. I had the rejection training of getting cut four times, having my mom pass away. I had, I guess that wasn't rejection, but I had the pain threshold yeah. there. Yeah, there. And so when the time shows up, I was a veteran before I'd even started. Mm. Makes sense? So I was oh, going to yeah. start fast and start hot. Based so, upon your life experience, yeah. you were a and, veteran. And, yeah. and, and I promise you this Ironman is going to be difficult. But the training is going to be more difficult. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? I, the thousand accounts was very difficult, but the training and the consistency threshold, that was difficult. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably the same in the NFL, right? The the, the practice, the training, practice this, hell, that, 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 all of that's shitty. But then when you get a, if you get play on Sunday, you know, that's the fun part. It's fun. The actual game is the fun part. My guess is the Iron Man, that's going to be the fun it's part be because an exactly. Yeah. You're, you finally so get to enjoy all the work that you put in, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Go through go through hell so you can experience that heaven. Exactly. Those game days are heaven, man. Yeah. When you're yeah. in the zone, you, you're not breathing that hard. You're, yeah. you're winded in practice. Yeah. You're gritting your teeth in practice. When it gets game time, it's just go time. Yeah. Game time is not just for football players or basketball players. It's, for, yeah. it's game time in anything. If you have yeah. a sales goal this year, that's game time. Yeah, that that's big sales competition. That's game time. That's tournament time. Mm, right. So it's it comes back to putting yourself through purposeful, deliberate hell to get to enjoy that heaven piece, which mm-hmm. is completing that Ironman. That'll be a fun day for me. It'll be hard, of course. But looking back, I'll say training was way harder. Yeah. yeah. You bundle all the training up together, it'd be way harder than the actual Ironman will be. Mm-hmm. Same with a thousand accounts I sold. Same with starting a business. All the pre-training was way harder, but it made it even possible to, to experience it's the, it's the same with business. I mean, it it, really when, it, when it comes to business, look at the first few years of business. It's a figuring out stage, right? You're putting in a lot of hours, a lot of time, maybe not making as much money as, as you would have hoped going into business. And then once we've got past year five, year six, year 10, year 12, now we're benefiting from all of the difficult work that was done in the beginning. You benefit by f- completing an Ironman based upon all the work that you did in the beginning, right? To get to that point, yeah. right? Bottom and that's, line is all the gains are coming from the practice. It's all from the it's process from the and it's all from the practice, right? It is, man. Because every time we hit one level, it's like we set, our, we set the bar higher and yeah. it's like a whole new set of books, a whole new set of people you're getting closer mm-hmm. to, a bunch of mental practices. It's, yep. it's never ending practice. You know what's crazy though is 
there is nothing I couldn't stand more. And I can't even tell you how wrong I was for having those emotions. I couldn't stand when we'd have speakers come in when I was playing football in the NFL and in college. They'd come in and say, guys, just enjoy the process. Love the process. I'm like, I know. You I put know. a helmet on <laughs> I and know. come play football yeah. in, in South Beach, down yeah. Miami, when it's 105 degrees and 100% humidity. You walk in with I'm a raw, raw wet. speech. Like, I got to go out there enjoy on the field. Enjoy the process. And, yeah, like, wait yeah, a minute. This yeah. is hard. But the process was jammed yeah. down my throat in college in the NFL. It was, it was came to me. The speakers yeah. came to me. The training came to me. The nutrition, it was forced upon me. It wasn't until all those things stopped, and then I started having to put my own money up yeah, for that investment. For that same and I realized, type wait a minute, I love this process. Yeah. You wouldn't pay to, for it otherwise, right? Whenever I had to choose to do the process, I began to be in love with it. Yep. I hated that term, enjoy the process yeah. or ride out the process. It was just like you got to be kidding me, man. You're not yeah. the one sweating out here, yeah. dying. <laughs> cool speech, but you don't, you just don't get it. You don't understand. Yeah. Like that's like you're but I was wrong. Just, yeah, I was dead without a doubt. dead wrong. And so now it's like, wait a minute, the process is where you get the games. The yep. process is yep. where you get. The mental fortitude to go perform, mm. and so actually, I'll, I'll be that old guy now yeah. that goes back to all enjoy the, young the pro- process. <laughs> enjoy the freaking process because yeah, yeah. I was wrong about that process. Yeah. Well, I think what you have now versus then is data. You have far more data, right? When you're younger, you don't have data. You're like the process, like this is grueling, this is tough. And then as you get older and you have that hindsight you really realize how much you grew as an individual because of the process, yep. right? And then you start appreciating it a little bit more. But if somebody goes in year one, somebody says, enjoy the process, and they're feeling like they're going through hell, they're like, what? I, yep. I just don't get it. But by year 10 or 15, or when somebody's about to exit the league, they're telling the youngsters, enjoy the process. It goes by quick. And they're saying, yeah, come you know, on, shut man. up. I'm tired right yeah. now. I'm but tired. then when they, have this, when they have data, three, four, five years worth of data, of working of working and seeing the result from the process that's when you really it comes full circle and that you understand a lot of the cliche shit that's said from motivational speakers and all that stuff it's true that's the reason yep. why that that's why it's on repeat well, let's that's be why real when you look back too sh- and you're not doing a whole lot with yeah. yourself anymore you do miss that old grind man like i remember i hit stages in my life where i was complacent and i look back and i was like man i miss those wrestling days as a wrestler growing yeah. up i was like i missed that pushing myself and being pushed by somebody else mm-hmm. and you realize that it was a lot more enjoyable than you thought in the moment you know yeah. uh, that's something i've realized anyway so i try not to hit complacency anymore yeah because yeah. it's not a very good feeling or a place to be yeah, it's it just it's come down to it comes down to fall in love with pain and yeah. what that means because pain you can only experience joy if you know pain. Right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. fall in love with that. Put yourself yeah. through some pain at the gym. Put yourself through some pain with with making yourself a little bit nervous to go and speak on stage. That nervousness when you go speak on stage and you complete that and do well, it feels so. You good feel proud, mm-hmm. right? Because so, you so overcame something, right? And you can't feel pride as a human being if you're not overcoming. And I think that that's the issue in today's society is people don't challenge themselves, so they're not even proud of themselves, and they get into a very low spot, and they just stay there, and they don't ever course correct. Anybody has the ability to course correct. There could be a 40-year-old listening to this, a 50-year-old listening to this. They can still course correct. They could still get up and say, you know what, this year I'm going to do a a marathon. Maybe not an Ironman, but then the next year, you know, now I'm going to go for the Bite off something. Bite off, do something that the old you wouldn't do so that you can start feeling proud of yourself again. Sign up for fucking something and just get it, just do it. Like I I was telling Kel, because I'm in the process of becoming a pilot, and so I was sitting there, I'm like, I'll sign up for that in January. 
right? Because it's like mid-November. I'm like, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Then there's Christmas. Like, I'll get to that next year, right? And then I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen over the next six or seven weeks. And I don't know what excuses I might come up with. And it was a Saturday. And I was like, oh, that probably won't be open if I call. And then, again, my mind just keeps telling me, talking me out of doing it right then and there. Mm -hmm. And it pushes – it's wanting to push the date back of when I actually commit. Just like people do, you know, I'm going to start on Monday. They push the date back. Mm -hmm. And then I just made the call and just did it. And that feels good just knowing that when you sign up for something, at that point you're – you're holding your own feet to the fire at that point, right? You committed to an Ironman. You've got to make the commitment before you even start training. You don't just start training and saying, oh, maybe I'll do it. Bite off something big. Make a very large commitment and then watch how your habits slowly change and course correct to start navigating towards that big goal that you just said that you wanted to accomplish. And that's how you get it done, right? 100%. What would you say, you know, some of the habits that you have right now were the biggest help to you in terms of whatever it is, like mental, uh, you know, clarity or, you know, growth just in general, right? Because we're, we talk a lot about habits and routines and, you know, shit like that, because you are just, you are what your habits are, right? The reason why you're in shape is because you have habits that correlate with you being in shape, right? Sure. And so what are some of the habits that you would credit some of your success to in terms of growth? Um... Besides biking and running and swimming. Well, once again, right now, I wake up in the morning already with a pre-planned schedule what my workout is from the Iron Cowboy who tells me what my workout is. So I just hit the refresh button. All right, I guess I'm biking. I guess I'm swimming. (laughs) So that's kind of – that's forced upon habits. But Mm. uh, fitness is massive. Mm. I have all my best ideas in a couple places. Not related to fitness is the shower. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. that, that comes typically post workout. Yeah, when your endorphins are high, you're in the shower, you're thinking, your obviously, it's moving. epiphany, right? Yep. I mean, everyone wins an argument in the shower. Those arguments, yeah. they had, oh, yeah. everyone wins the argument oh, in the shower. Yeah. Exactly. But you also have your best thoughts because you're thinking that the reason why that's a funny but true is because you have your best thoughts when your endorphins are high. You just hit a workout, you're hitting that shower, and you're finally relaxing and thinking about what you just mm-hmm. what just happened. You're on your phone in the shower, right? Yeah. You typically just hit a workout, do something physical, and now you're sitting there and you're relaxed and calm. Those are where my best ideas come from. So putting the phone away at certain times, because I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm somewhat of, of a creative. Being an entrepreneur, you have to just constantly create. You have to mm-hmm. constantly fail and create. Mm-hmm. So putting yourself in a place where your phone is away or you're on the bike or you're on the run where you can't even check it, mm. that's always where your best ideas come from. It's true. Number one is that. Number two is, is reading. It's $15 to sit down with Phil Knight and read his book. It's $15 mm. to hang out with Phil Knight for a day. Right. It takes you about a day to read Shoe Dog, if you're just to read the whole day. And I could either sit down with him and have him tell me the book, or I can just read his book, and it's pretty much the same exact thing. So proximity, like I said, is power. Right. So read pro bowlers' books. Read the best people's mm. books and you'll have incredible ideas. I can't even tell you how many times I've been on a sales call or been teaching or coaching or in front of my entire company speaking and something from a book, an example, a story comes to my mind. I'm like, bam, that was perfect timing. (laughs) But it's because you filled your brain with all that knowledge. So So exercise, reading, but also networking. Networking networking is something that I I really, really love Mm, to do. That's true. Naturally, like my brother absolutely hates it. I'm predisposed to absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. What I've realized is that 
it's typically the friendships I make. When, we, when you make that connection with someone, you start talking about business ideas, you start talking about cool things. And I wouldn't have gone to lunch to make a friend with the Iron Cowboy, then I wouldn't be doing an Iron Man. I didn't go there saying, I'm gonna go to lunch with you to commit to the Iron yeah, Man. Was, yeah. Let me just go hang out and pick your brain. And then all look of a sudden, what the happened. It, all of a sudden, because of it, I'm, I'm now doing an Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And so it, it wasn't until I reached out to Lewis Howes that it opened up all these experiences. So whether it's with, with uh, doing podcasts, whether it's just inviting people over to hang out, it just shows your initiative mm -hmm. to connect with human mm -hmm. beings. So exercise, putting the phone down, think time, mm -hmm. reading, and then just networking. Typically you start business with businesses with people that you like. Yeah. So That's hang around people you like and make new friends. And, uh, and those, those four things to me, those are my habits. If you're looking for daily habits, I can go through that as well. But those are my just natural life habits. I've got to add in reading every day. I've got to work out every day. I've got to talk on the phone with people mm -hmm. every single day. And, uh, and you got to shower I've got to think. Yeah, think you do day. have to shower every <laughs> day. I mean, you should so be showering. That's good. And, that's and good. you got to think every single day. He yeah. may shower three times a day with how much training <laughs> he's doing. But Networking's my um, jam too, man. That's what I love. That's how we've built our business over all these years is networking. And it, it's so cool how many doors that opens by just putting yourself out there and connecting with people. And everything's your network. Your web developer, your videographer, your the, the guests you bring on your pocket. Like everything's networking, man. Mm -hmm. Like every single person is in your network. And so... You know, that saying, the more hands you shake, the more money you make is so true, but it's not Flat even just true. about money. It's just yeah. about the abundance or the quality it brings back to your life and, and what it also enables you to do to other people's life as well. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know? yeah. So yeah. And it, it, I love it's the networking the right way, though, too. Yeah. Like if I would have hit well, up. Some people, so, yeah, exactly. Some people are like, hey, let's collab, you know, or something. And it's just that yeah. or whatever. But that really means like, hey, I want something from you. I want something you. from you. Yeah, and like, you're the, you, it, you have some sort of power that I need. Yeah, exactly. It's networking the right yes, way. So correct. When you, when, I, for yep. me, when I want to connect with somebody, mm. I've got to tell them a story on why we should be connecting. Yeah. If I were to hit up Lewis House three years ago. Let's collab. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. hang out. Like, let's yeah. get together. Like, I want to pick your brain. I'd love to network with you. Like, yeah. You use the word network with yeah. me. Like, no, 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 yeah. no. That's not how yeah. it goes. What I did with Lewis was I would listen to a podcast by him. And I thank my wife for this to this day because she was actually listening to the podcast. I just kind of joined in and said, what are you listening to? Let me listen. It was Lewis Howes and Rachel Hollis. And Lewis Howes starts telling his story about... Uh, how he got to an Olympic he athlete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so yep. he went from he went from college sports to pro sports to losing a parent to severe injury, which kind of ended his career. I'm like, wait a minute, that's that seems like my timeline. Right. That seems a, a is lot this like my what I'm doing. Biography? Is this my, this my guy exactly yeah, right. Right. Yeah. to turning into, into yeah. wanting to inspire millions of people mm. to being a, a, in love with networking. I'm like, this guy sounds like my guy. This is yeah. getting weird. Yeah. So I DM'd him and said. Lewis, we have a crazy similar story. Check this out, check out my story. It went from college to pro to losing a parent to injury to wanting to inspire millions of people. And, and he responded, said, man, that's, that's crazy. I had no idea, that's, that's, that's nuts. And it was refreshing for us to connect and meet. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I doubt he's met many people that have the same, the same story as him. Yep. Right? And so we were to connect, with him. and it was authentic right away. We hit right. it off. We were supposed to get like a 30-minute workout together. It turned into a workout, hanging out, and, and, a, and a dinner, and a four-hour day together. To us, half naked on a mountain in the snow. Freezing your ass off. Take it the right yeah. way. Yeah. Freezing our butt off in yeah. Poland together yeah. on a hike with Wim Hof. Yeah. How did, how did one, one networking message. DMs, how, yeah. how, did that, how did that work? Mm. And it was because storytelling is powerful, mm. super powerful. So you want to connect Definitely. with people, don't hit them up and just say, 
Let's network. Yeah. What, what do you mean network? Yeah. That's going to be awkward. You want to mm -hmm. sit across the table and just network? No. That's, tell me your that's story. A huge, that's Not, a huge point right there. Tell that's, me a, tell me a story a and how I can actually come in and mentor you. Mm. And I have people do that to me all the time and it works. Some people that DM me, um, it just doesn't work because I, I can't feel that connection even through the DM. And so I just, I don't feel like it's going to work in person. Mm. So if people tell me a crazy story that connects with me, there actually is value there. Yeah. Well, dude, I know you got to get out of here in a couple minutes, but I'm good. Uh, I want to see if you guys. I'm, I, Twenty minutes, I'm good. If you guys are good, oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, I wanted to know, you know, going in into this podcast, who you would credit um, has had the biggest impact on you, right? Um, you're 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 doing a lot of cool shit. You've done a lot of cool shit, but who would you point at and say that individual right there is the individual that really? has impacted me the most that really it's a great question man and i'll spare saving the obvious answer which is older brother mom and dad yeah yeah because <laughs> no one can they no one else in the world can have that yeah, right? Those yeah. Are my parents like Let, you can't give, give them something yeah, that they i'm not gonna have them come and speak and, and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's not gonna it's, happen so i'm gonna spare that yeah. but they've had a massive massive influence on me and habits and all that absolutely and that's probably the actual answer yeah um but besides that if somebody um, doesn't have a good family environment, you know what I mean? They can't, they can't, they have, can't have that, that yeah. right? And so I've, and I've so been so very fortunate. Like, what else outside of family? Yeah. If I don't have what he's had, yeah. where, where can I go or who can I turn to to potentially yep. you know, pull information from that might switch somebody's I would, gear? I would also say it'd be a shame of me to, to credit only one person. Mm. So many people yeah. have had a profound impact. I would Top say three, five, whatever. Yeah, I would right? say find as many people as you can to truly authentically network with. Um, that you know your stories connect really well, you're on the same path together, because it's, it's refreshing for me to meet people on the same path as me. Yeah. It's refreshing, because yeah. everything, yeah. you know there's gonna be synergy There's so, many, right so much common, like, that's, people don't understand, they're, they're like, they think rich people only hang out with rich people because they don't like poor people or something. No, it's because they have the same mindset, they understand each other, they've gone through they've some of this, exactly, they've gone through some of the similar struggles. You know, running businesses that were hard for the first couple years or whatever and, and went through that and then ended up basically winning at the end. Sure. Like, we, we both own businesses, yep. right? We both like self-improvement, right? That's just what it is. That's just, that's why we wanted you on the podcast is because you are the individual that we're trying to tell these people that are listening to be. And when they can actually hear from you and understand some of the shit that we've been preaching over the last year, year and a half, actually works because you're a product of self-improvement and surrounding yourself with great people, always trying to go, grow, reading, staying uncomfortable, all of these things that we've talked about, you've hit on every single one of them. And then yeah. look at you, you're a winner, right? But you don't, con you don't just celebrate the wins that you've had. You're looking for new ones. You're continuing to build that life's resume. Yep. And, and that's why it's so important for people to hear from individuals like yourself. Yeah. And speaking on that, I, this is a challenge to everyone listening to, to find someone who has the resume that you want. Mm. Right? Mm. Find someone who has that resume because they've already laid out the blueprint. Yep. Mm -hmm. Jesse Itzler is someone who always talks about you know, build your life resume. Yeah, because that calendar. Create, exactly, step, yeah. that'll create yep. a blueprint for other yep. people who want to do the exact same thing. So he has a lot of people watching him. And so him and I are very, very similar. Super, super similar. High energy, we love yeah. crazy things, we love fun. And we're very, very similar in a lot of ways. And so I, I've, I've, when I first reached out to him and we connected via social media as well. Yeah. I didn't get to meet him until after we went to Poland together. Um, but 
him and I connected, and there was an instant, there was an instant meshing of, wait a minute, we're kind of the same guy. Mm-hmm. He's 51, <laughs> yeah. I'm 29. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, well, you're just like the younger version of me. And so there was synergy in that same direction yeah. because he had a resume, a life resume that I was like, I'm going to have that exact same thing. Mm. I'm going to ask you to be my mentor. Hey, can, I, yeah. can you be my mentor? Because that's just adding another job onto his yeah. life. Yeah. right? It's just let's be friends. I'll just yeah. be the younger version of you. We're, yeah. we're on the same path, anyways. And I'll just and I know watch. we'll click. Yep. I even know though, we'll click. Even though the path isn't exactly the same, like there is a lot of people that have kind of walked down that road you want to go down, and there's a lot of people that mm. are going to walk that road uh, behind you as well. And so it's yeah. it's really cool that that spin on networking, right? Yeah. Like just find those people. You know, keep a lookout for those people that you really do relate with and that have similar stories somehow because they're out there, man. I see them all the time in business. I'm like, dang, man, this guy. This guy's gone through some same family stuff I've gone through. Or um, I actually, James Golden, I was talking to him out at uh, Million Dollar Mastermind. He's like, dude, I had a kid at freaking 17 years old. I got divorced. I lost all my money in my divorce. And I was like, dude, that's my story, man. Yeah. He loves his kids so much. And so, dude, we connect all the time on Facebook. You know, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. You know? There's that instant bond there, too. Yeah. 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 Instant bond there. And, and you're going to face rejection in, in networking as well. But that's okay. And I think that, yeah. I think. What people have to be cautious about in networking and in, in all that I've talked about is you can't just be a consumer. Mm. Get yourself in a position to where you can Give be the to. mentor one day too. Yep. 100%. Yep. Be in that position. If you're just a reader but never start your business, and you're all not, those books yeah. have gone in vain. Yeah. Yeah. And you're never taking if, action. If you're the guy that's always yeah. talking about that mastermind course he took or that networking event he went to or that uh, conference he went to, mm-hmm. And they, they have all these checklists, all the cool things they've learned from mm-hmm. a conference, an event, a webinar, 100%. whatever. They have all the information that they just don't know, they're not applying. And it. you haven't started a business with it, yeah. or you haven't done XYZ with it, or you mm-hmm. go learn from all these great people who are very mentally strong and do all these mm-hmm. physical feats, and you haven't tried one yourself, yeah. you're just a consumer. Mm. You you're just a consumer. So yeah. be the person that can give content. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to listen to you unless you've done it or been through something. Exactly. Yeah. I had that epiphany as I was biking here today. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bike here was so I could have my blood, my blood going and my yeah. thoughts come to me is no one wants to listen to you or no one even cares to listen to you unless you've been through some shit. Or exactly. you're where they might want to be, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to listen to somebody that's way beneath me in terms of, I don't want the result that they had. Why am I going to listen to that individual, right? And so people are going to aspire to be just like you. They're going to look up to you. You've done a lot of cool shit, but you're showing them what the process looks like. you got to consume and produce too. Exactly. You've got to produce. Yep. If you're just a consumer, you'll be the guy that's working with You'll be the guy that's working for the person who's producing. Yeah. Right? So trust me, I'm all for a balance. Like you've got to read as an entrepreneur and as, as a leader. You just got to do it. As you a do. salesperson, you've got to do it. But if you're just the guy that consumes, that never actually goes and hits those record-breaking numbers, then what are you even reading for? Mm-hmm. That's actually what's up on this board right here, man. Like I was reading this book, Traction, about systems and processes, which we've been developing over all these years, and we've got some great ones. But I'm like, man, I re- we, we really haven't like defined our 10-year vision. We haven't defined our three-year vision. And then 
it's it talks about breaking it down to the 90-day vision so i'm like guys we got to get together and map this out so this is our 90-day vision our marketing plan our fulfillment plan for the next 90 days and it's like you just got to implement it now everyone's bought into it mm -hmm. and things are already coming to life trev and i are already making new connections oh, which yeah. are going to be new affiliates of ours and mm -hmm. it's like everything's coming to life because we actually just sat did down it and it came and from a book it. and then you did it though it did. exactly it came, came from, from a book, book called the meeting mm -hmm. last week brought everybody in ate lunch well, not everybody, Just but our, yeah, our, our leaders, leadership team. The, yeah. and, and any leader in any department, whether it's sales or fulfillment or whatever it is, right? And we just said, here's the here's here here it is. Yep. You know, you guys have to buy into all this because everybody's looking to you guys as the leaders, and it, it all has to trickle down to everybody else. Yep. They're gonna be looking at you, and if you guys aren't buying in and you guys aren't doing all the things that we're talking about to you guys and that we talked about to them as well, then they're not going to do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, if we tell you guys to stay positive, but you let, then you let somebody sit in your office and bitch and complain and moan about something, that's not living up to the core values. That's not living up to what we're trying to accomplish. Your job is to squash that. Your job is to make sure that everybody stays positive. Figure out what we can do to make sure that every individual in our company and in this ecosystem is leveling up because if they're not leveling up, then they're going to get complacent. And once they get complacent, then they're going to get negative because they don't see that they're even making progress. Mm -hmm. Happiness comes from making progress, period. Yep. And if an individual is working at a company and they don't feel like that they're making progress or there's not opportunity, they're going to be a half-ass employee, yep. right? And so, you know, that was it, yeah, dude, sure. it was one of the greatest meetings that we've had in yeah, terms of I was bringing great. our leaders together and, and sharing the vision and we, having them buy in on it. And we've it learned over the 15 years we've been in business, you can make some success just off sheer hustle and grind yeah. and all that. But yeah. man, when you actually start implementing the, the reading book. and Correct. implementing yes. what's in the yes. book and actually focus on the networking and leveling up yourself so your team does as well, dude, that's when the magic starts happening. That's actually fulfilling success, not just hustle, grind, success. That's really just kind of like you get the paycheck and it's like, cool, I got paid a lot of money or whatever. It's just not as fulfilling, yeah. right? It's not as rewarding. Yeah. And so I really I really love the way our podcast has went today, just like that blueprint of like, man, leveling up yourself, reading, creating those habits, and then implementing them. Let right? me ask that you really this. Is the, that is the sauce. Financially, has your situation got better the more that you put yourself to the fire as an individual? 100%, man. Mm -hmm. 100%. Without a doubt. I mean, It works every time. Without a doubt, man. Because... That go, even just having a gym membership for twenty five bucks or thirty thirty, it doesn't cost a lot to put yourself to the fire, you know, and to win some of those mental battles that you're going to face when you wake up early or you get home from work if you work out at night and you're tired or you've had a long day or this that all of the the, the excuses. That's the perfect opportunity to become mentally disciplined. Any time that you go against whatever your mind's trying to sell you you're becoming more disciplined, right? Yep. And you understand that you could use your body, your physique as an opportunity to become more disciplined as a human being, which ultimately will leak over into business as well, right? Yep. And so, I mean, three or four years ago, we were probably doing whatever, five or six million in revenue. When we started focusing on self-improvement, yep. our incomes doubled, tripled, you know, it continues just to increase. People are and, watching. And 
It's because we have a new set of eyeballs on our business because we're not the same person that we were three or four years ago. If the same set of eyes are on your business, then you're never going to create solutions to the problems that you have because those eyes created the problem. You can't see the solution yet. If you already knew what the solution would, you would already be doing 10 million or 20 million or 30 million. Just admit that who you are today is not good enough to reach 20 million or 30 million or 40 million. And your goal should become uh, to become qualified to be the type of individual that's deserving of 20 million or 30 million. But you have to have the mindset of an individual that's worth 20 million or 30 million so that you can get there. And the way to do it is become more disciplined. It's all the shit that you do outside of work that ultimately will affect mm-hmm. your work probably more so yep. than you just showing up nine to five on a day-to-day basis. Well, I think what has a lot to do with it is your own personal self-esteem and your own worth. Mm-hmm. What do you believe about yourself? Do you believe that you're that you're that you're okay with making sixty grand? That's great to you. That's great. That's all you ever do, and that, of course. that could be great yeah, for you. Yeah, but if you're making a million dollars a year, and you focus on self improvement and being a continuous learner, by the end of this, not there's an end of self improvement. By the end of the year, let's just call it the end of six months, your self worth is so much higher. Yeah, your self esteem is so much higher when you dove into those books, you dove into mm-hmm. that training, you did that Ironman, you did that marathon, whatever your goal is. That at the end of those six months, you're like, wait a minute. Why was I so okay with who I used to be? That's mm-hmm. not okay now, but because you've improved. And so it, it comes, to, I mean, check this out. So many people are willing to spend $2,000 on a new iPhone, but not $2,000 to go to that mastermind class. Mm-hmm. $2,000 iPad or, I, or, or iPhone, that's that's a great price. But the $2,000 mastermind class mm. or the conference, that's way shit, too expensive. That, that, that yeah. shit will, but the mastermind will pay you dividends for exactly. the rest Forever. of your life. You can't Forever. even measure it. You, you can't. can't even measure the return. $100, $100 night out. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh that, that's a, like a date yeah. night. That, that's cool. That, that's, that's cool. But that but, $100 to go get that gym membership for yeah. the entire year of Vasa, yeah. it's too much. I, yeah. I just can't do that. 100 bucks, I just can't do that. Yeah. So it's just people that are willing to reallocate their time, their energy, and their money into raising a level of self-esteem. Well, I think a lot of people are still caught at, you know, um, the self-improvement stuff is just fluff because we were caught at that at one point, you know, early on in entrepreneurship, you know, we make a yeah, hundred buy or, into, yeah, we yeah. make a hundred or 200 grand a year. We're young. We think that we're the shit and we think we've, we've got it all figured out. And then you see courses or this or that, or masterminds. You're just like, Oh, they're just trying to sell some bullshit. Yeah. You know, yeah. th- that's just their business, right? To some that's, suckers. Yeah. To some suckers that, that, <laughs> some, that are going to believe in some fluffy, yeah. fugazi, crazy, dumb shit. Right. Yeah. But then when you actually do it, and I, I think successful people are just super open-minded. They're just down to try whatever, right? And so when we finally got to a point where we're like, okay, we want to go to the next level, you can't go to the next level if you're closed-minded, right? So then we had to be open to joining groups and masterminds and surrounding ourselves with other people that can help level us up, right? Yeah. And when we started doing that, that's exactly what happened. It wouldn't matter if if we just continued on and doing what we would have or what we used to always do we, we would have been fine we, we would live okay lives or whatever but now we realize just as you talked about earlier you're like we look back and we're like holy shit why were we why, why did we why take cool so long that? why, why, cool why did that? we take so long to be open-minded why did we take so long to start a podcast why did we take so long to open up a book you know and it's like 
I guarantee you there's some people listening right now that have some of those similar mindsets that Mm -hmm. we had early on in business, and they just haven't fully committed to being open-minded enough to try everything. You should be having a lab coat on for the rest of your life and just try and test everything. You know, the fact he doesn't know, you know, how well of an Iron Man he is, right? Until he puts the lab coat on and says, let's fucking try it. Let's give it a go. Let's jump in the pool. Let's start riding bikes. Let's start running. You've got to always be pushing yourself and finding what you're good at, what you enjoy doing. You know, you're probably enjoying the process a little bit more now that you're older and you have data of college football, NFL football, and they said, enjoy the process, enjoy the process. Now that you have the data that you have, you can actually really enjoy the process and love putting, holding your own feet to the fire, yep. right? I think success truly is a combination of confidence and humility mm-hmm. because you need the confidence and the self-talk to say, I'm going to be great one day. Right. It takes confidence to say mm. that. Yes. Some people, are, they can't even tell themselves that because I know that's cocky. It's not. Yeah. It's loving yourself and mm. it's super confident to say, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be the fastest on the team. I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to make a hundred million dollars. It's very confident to say that, but it takes a ton of humility to read those mm. saying, I don't know enough yet, but I have the confidence that I will get there. Yeah. So it's, it's speaking it truly into existence. My wife catches me. This is no joke. She catches me all the time talking to myself. All the time I'm talking to myself. <laughs> She's like, huh? And I'm like, conversation. Oh, I'm just, it's just me over here with she, me. It's more normal around. than you think. I don't even, yeah, know, yeah, she's, yeah. I don't even know she's in the room. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking to yourself about? Uh, 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 you know, I just, no, nothing. I just, but I'm talking to myself because yeah. I, I got dialogue that I need to tell myself. Mm. I need to tell myself that I'm gonna have this great business. Yes. I'm gonna tell myself it's going to be great. I'm gonna tell myself this Iron Man will be completed before it ever happens. And have a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell bro. myself we're gonna do 20 million this year. Yeah. I gotta tell myself mm. that we're gonna do it, but then the second that conversation's over in my mind, I gotta have the humility to say, well to get there though, what? it's gotta be this many books, exactly. it's gotta be this many seminars, I gotta go to this many podcasts, I gotta call this many people today. It's the confidence to say it will be done before it happens and the humility to, to do what it takes to get Like I it. said, everything that we talked about, we're just going down the list and checking it off. <laughs> yeah. And one, one of the things that we've been on recently in the last two or three months is I am affirmations, right? right. Positive type affirmations. Yeah. I am an owner of a $20 million company. I am an Ironman, right? You've got to start identifying with those things and identify with it first of who you want to be and what you're trying to accomplish and then figure out the rest later. Well, even, right? the, even the leadership book I'm reading right now, man, it talks so much about humility because you've got to be able to tell yourself and accept that, man, I don't have it all figured out. And you got to mm. be able to question yourself and, and kind of give into that. You got to be able to have enough humility to say, man, I've got these habits over here and own those and actually start working towards replacing those habits. And so, you know, humility is a huge or leadership. humility enough to reach out and ask somebody for help. To DM yeah. someone to possibly say, reject it or get the, start exactly. the podcast yes. and possibly it fails or, Yep. It's a huge leadership trait. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Yep. Dude, you just blew up our podcast, bro. Let's go. <laughs> freaking bones, go, like, baby. No, I loved literally every second of it. it no, without a doubt. Appreciate like, it. It's just fun to to get into rooms with, with high achievers, individuals that just are always trying to dial it in just a little bit more, right? Thank you. Um, and I just love to be around it. It feels great. It feels good. And and yep. and I and I know for a fact a shit ton of people are going to get value out of it. You just literally cemented 
everything that we've talked about over the course of the last year in one episode. But the way that you talk about it, uh, the way that you present yourself, the actions and the habits that you have are matching up with everything that you say that you want to accomplish. And that's the disconnect as everybody wants it to happen, but their actions and habits do not line up with what they say that they want. And it's always refreshing to be around an individual that just does the work and you can just already know, well, wherever he steers his mind, whatever he points towards, he's going to dial it into the point where he's going to accomplish it, right? And that's a scary individual, but it all starts and ends with your mind. And if individuals don't understand that by now after listening to our podcast for the last year, year and a half, then, you know, I don't know what else we can do to kind of hammer it in because your mindset is solid, right? You're always putting yourself to the fire, not because you just want to be the most ripped person in the world, because you're hardening your mind every single time that you get out of bed that you don't want to get out of bed. Every extra lap that you swim, every bike ride that you go on, there's so many other things that you could be doing, but you're choosing the hard and you're hardening your mind and I applaud you for it. Re- that, I, I call that. Thank you. Thank you, by the yes. way. I call that redefine hard. That's my tagline. I'm, I'm mm. wearing it on my body. Is that your brand? Like so your, that, or, that's just what I've said for years and years. And, yeah. and I don't own a clothing company, but I make I make some gear. And so, I should have brought you guys something. But um, I, I make gear. I'll send you guys something. But uh, to me, those who can be addicted to and obsessed with is probably a better word redefining their personal definition of what hard is basically in other words setting a new standard setting a new standard for yourself what what does hard really mean to you hard to me five years ago is not even close to my standard Mm -hmm. of hard right now with all that i've gone through and so i was hard came to me but i've been knocking on hard's door even harder than i ever have the last three four years ever since i've stopped playing football and my definition of hard is way different. And mm. my happiness is also a lot higher as well. Happiness and your financial rewards. Every, all of every it bit of encompasses me. all of it, right? Can, and it all starts right there. If I can change what hard means to me, if, if everyone's definition of what hard is, is not as strong as what mine is, I'll be the person that can lead an entire room and a mm. whole group of people. Mm. Because when... For lack of a better term, when shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. people look for the strongest person in the room. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. So if you're the strongest person in the room, not for egotistical purpose, but if no. you're the strongest person in the room, people are going to look to you and say, well, what's next? What, what do we now? do? Because you've been through it. Yeah. Help us get through it too. Yeah. So in my itch and my appetite uh, that I have to be a great leader, uh, I, I've got to constantly redefine hard. It's the, it's the confidence to say, I'm a strong guy. I, I, I'm tough. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I, I have mental fortitude, but the humility to kick my butt this morning in the pool and to kick my butt this morning on the bike and to reach out to somebody and go have lunch with them. You know, it just, it just all comes together when you're doing all the things right. And that's you right now. Right. And I would say, you know, again, we've, we've just talked about the happiness level, the financial level, but the difficult level is at an all time high. You're pushing yourself far more than that you ever have. Somebody's hard right now might be one lap around a track at the at the local great, college. Great start. So mm-hmm. cool. Make it two. Again, you you have to again raise the standard or redefine your heart. Because again, what your heart was five years ago versus today, they're two totally different things. And it's not gonna happen overnight. I think that people measure results in too short of a time frame. They get frustrated and that's why they quit and give up. 
But if they actually committed to the long haul of just being the best individual that they could possibly be, two years, three years, five years is going to come and go, and you won't even recognize the mm-hmm. person that you are that day than when you the day that you finally made the commitment put out to a, do something different. Put out a crazy goal six months from now. Everyone that's listening to this, yes. mm-hmm. you guys, put yeah. out a goal, a crazy goal six months from now, and you're actually okay with sucking at first because mm-hmm. you say to yourself, I have six months. Yeah. It's okay to suck. Right. But if you're just to go out and start sucking, you almost get depressed because you're like, I'm sucking for no reason. Mm. That one lap around a track, like, oh, I suck. I hate running. I'm not going to do it again. But if you knew you had to run a marathon, you're like, well, I'm okay with sucking because I know I'll get better halfway. Yeah. I have to get I better. Have to get, <laughs> you, know? Know? I mean, you just like, will because you yeah. have that plan. Yeah, so exactly. put that concrete goal out there six months from now or a year from yeah. now. Like I have with the Ironman with, with my thousand accounts or to do X, Y, Z with my business. Put it out there a certain distance away and you'll be okay with sucking at first because you know you have some time. I like that. And you'll, you'll, you'll quit. Commit to it. You'll mm-hmm. quit when it starts to suck if there's no goal in mind. Yes. You'll flat out quit. If you're, if you're just like, hey, I just want to start running every day. Exercise, yeah. By, by, by the end of the week, you're like, you know, it's whatever. But if you actually signed up for a marathon today as you're listening to this, I promise you, those mornings that you want to stay in bed, you that's going to... The ball will roll the, the it's right gonna direction. Go, exactly. It's going to yep. start... You're going to start leaning in, into a different direction and leaning into a new you. And you will become a new you in six months after going through all that shit. I don't mean to get too deep at all, but like parents always look for... I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not acting like I'm the best parent. I, I'm, I have a baby that's seven weeks old. But for me, I was fortunate to watch parents who were a lot like me and drove themselves and... and, and and accomplish a lot of great things, it set a blueprint for me. Mm. So for if there are parents out there that are listening to this, you don't always have to be the guru and have the best one-liner for your kids to teach them. They're soaking up everything like a sponge. Mm, yep. And so if I can create a blueprint of 20, 30, 40 amazing, cool things that I've done for how much I give, the speaking I'm doing, the, the physical things I'm doing, I'm trying to break a world record next year, uh, do all the things with my business. If my kids just glance at my resume, mm-hmm. they'll say, well, my dad did that? That guy's a goofball. I can do that too, right? <laughs> yeah. And so just build a resume, mm-hmm. build a blueprint for everyone that watches and follows. And, and that's where you get a lot of added motivation for free. Mm-hmm. It's free. Yeah. I know people are watching me all the time. Yep. And I act like people are watching me all the time. And so I have free motivation to build a blueprint. Mm. And free motivation, we'll all take free motivation. Yep. Yep. So take that, that free motivation that people watch you and build a blueprint. And that's the legacy everybody talks about. You know, mm-hmm. everybody reaches a certain level of success and they're like, oh man, I just, you know, uh, legacies much driving me, you know? And that's what it is, man. Leaving that behind to where you can do that for your children and then they can do it for theirs and you can build a, a, a phenomenal family culture. Like for me anyway, that's a big part of my legacy. Like I want to be that example to them. And so yeah. I love how you how you worded that because it's not just in business. It's in your personal life. Yeah. And that, and that to me is the legacy a lot of people are trying to create or talk about creating. But again, he just you got to do it, it by well. doing it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So how do people connect with you, man? If they want to reach out to you or just kind of follow your journey, yeah. what's the best place to... On Instagram, okay. uh, I answer all my own DMs. Okay. So it's at Mitch Matthews 10. Uh, Matthews has one T on it, which is odd, but it's at Mitch Matthews 10. Same with Twitter, if that's your, your thing. Reach out to me. I answer all my DMs. And uh, yeah, just follow my journey. Yeah, and we'll make sure that we put his... We usually put people's uh, Instagram handle in the... Yeah. In the bio of the yeah. in the show or notes, MitchMatthews.com. So. I, I speak occasionally, um, so if you want to book me there or uh, just connect, we'll definitely have you out for some of our speaking stuff. That Are you looking for new sales reps too? 
Absolutely. Always yeah. looking for, for good, good young talent. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So these guys in Utah are all over. All over. All yeah, all we're, over. we're very decentralized. We okay. all over. So some some of you youngsters that are listening that don't own your own business yet, we've talked about it before. That sales is the perfect foundation. <laughs> perfect job to go into to have a lot of similar things as an entrepreneur, right? The the rejection, the no's, the you know uh, the uphill battles on a day to day basis to try to get to your goals, and and so if you're young and you're hungry and you're not making good money, but you want to make good money, you want to surround you yourself with good to people. The best. Yeah, exactly. Make sure that you connect with him, reach out to him, see what type of opportunities that uh, that he has available. But don't do it if you're going to be a half ass person and just half ass commit. Like when you're actually ready, ready to full out commit and try to find the best version of yourself through knocking doors and getting punched in the face, you know, not yep. literally. Well, hey, in some, some cases it is literal. <laughs> I've seen door knocking people get I punched guess. in the face. <laughs> That's true. So I guess. get off my property, boo. <laughs> you know, so yes, if you want to get punched in the face, uh, Literally, literally, yes. And <laughs> metaphorically. Hey, I've been screamed at on some doors. I did some door to door a little bit. Uh, that's what are some of the top reps make, if you don't mind sharing? If like if you, yeah, you want some sure. guys to reach out There's to There's multiple you. different industries, but just to put in perspective, our top guy this year, um, his name is Austin. He did a thousand homes that he sold. Awesome. Pest control too in six months' time, and he made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars when we bought him a, a new Corvette. Awesome. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's uh he, he's a guy that started out by doing uh, one fifth of that is first year, two years ago, yeah. to doing forty percent of a thousand accounts, which is four hundred accounts, to doing the big leap and hitting a thousand accounts. So he's a walking. He's testimony. three years in. Three years in, he's a walking testimony yeah. that anyone can do it. Yeah, yeah, that's no, so incredible. That's cool. Guys, we know you enjoyed the episode. Make sure that you uh, you find Mitch on Instagram. Connect with him. He's a solid dude. He's doing everything that we've talked about, that we've preached to you. Um, and it's just kind of cool to watch his journey, watch him put in the work. So make sure you connect with him there. Um, other than that, guys, have a kick-ass day. Thanks for tuning in.